Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sauce on the Lane. You know what? I just want to say that sometimes we do it to ourselves, you know? Like being, like, it's already stated that, you know, offense is something that you have to process inside yourself. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you feel offended in a situation that doesn't necessarily, isn't offensive or it doesn't require you to be offended or it's not, uh, efficient for you to be offended or you have no reason to be offended about it there's of course legitimate situations where you have to you know your your knee-jerk response is going to be offense and where you're you're definitely being the person is trying to offend you or is trying to um or is trying to offend yeah or is trying to you know shame or do something to you emotionally socially or whatever so but sometimes we do it to ourselves, you know. So sometimes we entertain some thoughts. Um, and uh, I'll give you a perfect example of myself is that... And I, I think I spoke about this before. Um, the other day there was Purim, which is a, is a, is a holiday where people dress up in, in costumes. And uh, there was a guy dressed up in a, in a, in a, in a costume of a, a kid's show called Blippi. So... Blippi is a show that I've been watching probably for the past five years. And um, I was so enthused and, and glad to see somebody that acknowledged and somebody that knew about Blippi, you know, and, and, is, and is dressed up in their costume. So the, we're both pulled up to the stoplight. I looked over and saw the guy in his Blippi costume. So I wound down the window and said, hey, Blippi. Of course, he's dressed in a costume, so I think he'd be festive. But he didn't acknowledge me, and I was immediately offended I felt offended, you know, because either he didn't hear me or it, it could have been that he just didn't hear me or he could have purposely chose to not to respond. So I also honked the horn. He still didn't look, still didn't acknowledge me. So I definitely felt offended by that. But in truth be told, I mean, you know, that, I mean, in ultim- ultimately, I shouldn't be offended. Because he doesn't owe me anything. I don't know him personally. We don't... um, Just because he's wearing a costume does not mean that he is, uh, you know, he's entertaining everyone. He's there to wear his costume and hang out with whoever he's hanging out with and enjoy the company that he intends to interact with, not necessarily interact with strangers. So I was incorrectly expecting to bond with a stranger just because we shared a similar I don't know show that we watch or show that we're fans of so in that case I definitely felt offended I I was I was getting kind of I don't know I mean I wasn't gonna do anything of course but I was like, you know, why, why, why did that person do that to me? I felt, I felt like they did something to me. But when I really analyzed it, I really, you know, I realized I overreacted. I did it to myself. Um, in that I felt offended because my, um, I had a, um, I felt entitled to the person's attention. I felt entitled, and. Uh, as if something was taken away from me. So I was wrong to be offended in that situation. You know, so I'll just give an example 
Um, I wasn't very proud of that either, you know. And then I felt some resentment towards myself for even extending my, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Extending my greetings to someone who basically rejected it. So I, I felt belittled. Felt a lot of ways about it. And it wasn't a situation that was serious at all. It was a situation about a little silly cartoon character that I watch on. Well, he's not a cartoon. He wasn't always a cartoon. He has a cartoon now. But it was a situation surrounding an entertainer, a cartoon character, of, of you know. And it didn't require me to feel so offended about it. Not that I reacted... Or I overreacted to the point where I communicated my disdain and my 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 displeasure. I didn't say anything after that. I had to turn anyway because the light changed, so I had to go. But um, the fact that I was offended, oh, I'm, I'm dropping everything right now. But the fact that I was, uh, I, I I felt an offense. I realized that I have a weakness and I have a lot of maturing and growing to do uh, in regards to my emotional response and my um, expectations from strangers. I shouldn't expect anything from strangers. You know. Let, I want to be silly right now. I've always depended upon the kindness of strangers. That's from um, Going With The Wind. Anyhow, just sharing that little tidbit. Sometimes we do it to ourselves, you know. You're not being offended. Nobody's even paying you any mind. They're not even paying attention to you. So why are you offended? They, they, were, they didn't do it because it was you. They didn't do it to you. You feel like they did it to you. You feel like they were trying to offend you. But in actuality, they weren't even mindful of your presence. They weren't even aware of your presence. Anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah. Let me, let me do another segment. You know, I, I forgot to say what I forgot to say also... Is when sometimes you do it to yourself, right? Turn this off. When you do it to yourself, when you when you when you um offend yourself, you know, offense is typically uh interpersonal or human relations issue. Offense is a human relations issue, it's a communications based occurrence, a, a communication based assault or whatever you want to call it. Right. So one day, one way you can significantly mitigate this issue is not to depend on others for validation. So that's what I was. That's what was happening in the situation where I was offended. I was expecting validation from a stranger. Now, next thing you know, validation, dependence. So being independent and knowing your self-worth and valuing yourself, you know, for the most part, would have reduced my offense or not being insecure. That showed the insecurity upon my part, you know, it showed that I was, it showed that I was insecure. So that's, that's why I was kind of, I wasn't even, I was pretty much, you know, uh, disappointed in myself. In my knee-jerk emotional reaction to that whole situation. So, not seeking validation from others. 
being independent, being self uh, sufficient reduces your level of disappointment. If you're expecting others to give you something, whether it's validation, money, a place to live, food to eat, jokes, laughs, their company, their respect, um, you're gonna you're putting something in someone else's hands. Whenever you're expecting someone to provide something for you, you're putting the power in their hands. You know? So, if you can provide that thing for yourself, you're taking the power back. Even if it comes down to accountability and blame. You know, it crosses a, 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 a it crosses a myriad, it crosses a vast amount of areas when you look at it from a perspective that if I take control of the situation, if I try to provide everything for myself, then I don't have to be disappointed by anyone. I don't see anything wrong with being like hyper self-sufficient or whatever you would want to call it. You know, self-motivated, self-driven, whatever. You know, the the main drawback might be that you're reluctant to learn a superior method of doing things, um, or superior strategies, whatever you want to call it. So that's the only drawback I could see. Of course, we're human beings and we're social animals. We interact with each other as part of our mental health. It's part of our good mental health. That's why people in solitary confinement in the prison, even in a prison environment, are you know at higher risk of all kind of issues um, when they're isolated. You know, they still want that human interaction, even though the humans that they're surrounded by are dangerous, abrasive, savage. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to use a word like savage. It sounds uh, dehumanizing. I don't want to dehumanize even the prisoners. But even in an environment of as of a prison, the residents, the prisoners, still want to be able to interact with the other people that are around because human beings need social interaction. You know, we've been living in communities since the dawn of time we need each other you know so you know and the people in prison they're there for anti-social behavior ultimately they're there they're incarcerated for anti-social behavior they're not going towards they're not working according to the social contract you know so yeah self-sufficient then you don't really have to worry about gaining validation externally um staying busy you know staying active staying productive staying constructive thinking positive and when you do have to have a social interaction when you do have to network when do when you do have to uh when you do have to um uh, you know conform or live according to your your social animal requirements the people that you're associating and socializing with and communicating with should be people that are 
exchanging healthy, I would say healthy ideas and concepts and, you know, thoughts and energies and stuff like that, you know what I mean? You got to encounter unhealthy and dysfunctional people. That's part of your training. That's part of your making you more resilient. So you're going to encounter those people, but you shouldn't um, elect or choose to associate with those people. It's not really healthy for you. Um, It's not in some instances even safe for you to do so so anyhow thanks for listening